From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of March 28th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my great team, Walter Eccles, Tracy Heinrichs, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, the lovely and talented Twisted Sisters, Kathy Whirling, and <laughs> Teresa Eccles, back really? in the peanut gallery, Max the Intern, out on a food run. Food run. Uh, this week, our show is dedicated entirely to the launch of Disney's newest cruise ship, the Disney Fantasy. Of course, we'll also have this week's news and roundtable rapid fire all coming up on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, We are, most of us are back from a preview cruise on board the Fantasy that was uh, something else. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. We're going to get into all the details on that uh, in our, our next segment. But first, let's see. What do we have for housekeeping? Anything? Wow. I have one. <laughs> oh, Kathy's, Kathy's reaching for a microphone. As you can all hear. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, we have somebody we've been not mentioning Give Kids the World lately. And we have somebody who sent me an email that she is making tote bags out of the material from, that's on the bedspreads at Caribbean Beach. You know, the colorful material. What? Is she like stealing bedspreads from the hotel? No, she, she found the material in a, in a shop. Found in, in quotation marks. No, she bought like a bolt of this material. It's not the actual bedspreads, is it? Because that's kind of skeevy. No, it's not the bedspreads, but she has the Get material. Get out a black light before you buy those things. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But she's making these tote bags and... She's selling them, or she's having an auction on eBay, and all the proceeds are going to give kids the world. Awesome. So she's tossing in everything if you buy one of these tote bags. Very cool. So she's made a, a bunch, and she had some that had, like, the fish that were on the bedspread, and then she had ones that, like, the turtle was featured prominently on the tote bag. So she's done a couple different styles. So if you're a fan of Caribbean Beach. Which and, that would be cool. Kathy is. Yes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order one. And you want to help give kids the world, you know, just check out and that thread. Do we have, I say, do we have her eBay name or her board she name? She is so we nine can... crayons on. Oh, okay. She's a regular poster on our board. She is. Mm-hmm. So there's a thread about it on the sub forum on the unplugged board. And it has the listings for her eBay auction. But she seems very willing to, to do things. So I guess as long as that material lasts, she'll be making tote bags. So Fantastic. Fantastic. That's awesome. We'll make sure we have a link to that in the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. What else do we have? Anything? Come on. I've been soaked up in the fantasy. I don't have anything. We're all in cruise mode. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah you know, we, all ju- we all just got back yesterday, and so we're all kind of still in that cruise ship. We have that cruise ship glow. <laughs> Called sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, then I guess uh, just go to John with the news. All right. 
Our first news story. Lines expected for Disney Park sneak peek. Disneyland Resort, for the first time ever, is allowing its annual pass holders to get an early chance to buy new products before they're available in park stores. Fans are allowed to line up as early as 6 a.m. today, Tuesday, March 27th, for the first day of a merchandise showcase of new products tied to the makeover of Disney's California Adventure. Ooh. The event runs 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday in Stage 17, a building for special events in the Hollywood Pictures backlot. The showcase is designed to give pass holders a sneak peek before opening of the final features of California Adventure's five-year renovation. Cars Land and Buena Vista Street, which is the entrance corridor, is scheduled to open June 15th. In addition to the products, Disney will bring out new flavored popcorn that will be sold at Cars Land and frozen drinks concocted for Mad Tea Party, an upcoming nighttime extravaganza based on Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland movie. Fans can also check out the new costumes for employees in the new lands, and pictures can be taken with Cars characters. Prices range from $7.95 to $380 for various merchandise. Awesome. I think this is great. I mean, everyone talks about, I'm an annual pass holder. What are you giving me? What, are you, you know, what uh, extra do I get? Well, you've, but you've always, I mean, Disney World has gotten better with that since the recession hit. Um, but Disneyland has always been good about there's been always lots of perks for annual pass holders, lots of discounts available for annual pass holders. I think this is awesome. I think also uh, one of the things that Disney does great for annual pass holders is their sneak peek of stuff. We're going to have an annual pass holder. But we do that here, too. I mean, that's annual, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what I'm No. But usually their numbers are so low that by the time, if you've hesitated for a half an hour, Things are closed here. You mean the things that, that they have that, for that, annual pass holders are so limited in, mm-hmm. in the quantity and the... If you, yeah. you know, like somebody That's posted true. it at 8 o'clock in the morning, by the time you go in at 9 something, it's already gone. I mean, this sounds like it's open merchandise. This sounds like it's anything that's ever going to be available, they'll be able to have first crack at it. I hope they do that here when Fantasyland goes to open. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. When is what, do, do we know when Fantasyland is supposed to officially open? No, two or three years. <laughs> it, it, they were saying like fall. Now I'm seeing 2013. So I I don't think they have an idea. And I'm sure maybe if we have a good summer with no hurricanes or whatever, maybe stuff will start to open sooner than they planned. Yeah, really, knock wood or press board in this case. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, all right, our second news story. Disney legend Alice Davis to be honored with window on Disneyland's Main Street, USA. Good. I agree. This week, it was announced that Disney legend and Imagineer Alice Davis, who was responsible for the costume design of some of the most beloved Disney attractions. Wasn't, wasn't she in the Brady Bunch? Wasn't that like... <laughs> that was Ann B. Oh, Ann B. Davis. Alice's sister. Oh. She will be honored Don't with... Don't write to me. I know that's not true. She will be honored with one of the highest honors that a Disney employee can achieve, her own window on Main Street, USA. Alice Davis originally came to Disney to design costumes during the production of Sleeping Beauty, which, were, which provided a reference for animators to see how the characters' fabrics and other elements would realistically move. Davis stayed on with the Walt Disney Studios until 1963, when she was given the opportunity to design costumes for what would become one of the most well-known theme park, theme park attractions in the world, It's a Small World. 
Davis worked with fellow Imagineer Mary Blair to bring the attraction's iconic dolls to life, creating more than 150 costumes for the one attraction. Davis was married to fellow Imagineer and animator Mark Davis. Davis's new window will be one of over 75 windows on Disneyland's Main Street USA that honor the individuals or groups that made significant contributions to the park. The last window dedicated was held dedication was held in 2010 when songwriters Richard and Robert Sherman were honored for their numerous iconic songs that they wrote for Disney. Alice awesome. Davis is responsible for the clicking noise in the <laughs> eyes of the small world kids. No, that's not true. <laughs> Stop that. All right. And our final news story. Disney announces Marvel plans in the works for theme parks. During a question and answer session at Disney's annual shareholder meeting in Kansas City, Bob Iger confirmed that Disney has begun developing plans to incorporate Marvel Entertainment superheroes into its theme parks. It's only a matter of time. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quote, we've done some preliminary design work. We're working on some concepts, Iger said. It's our hope in a few places around the world, Marvel characters will appear either in attractions or lands or in some form to, rev- to provide entertainment like our Disney characters do. Marvel characters are unlikely to appear in any Disney World theme parks anytime soon, however, since Universal Orlando has a long-standing license with Marvel, predating Disney's 2009 purchase of the comic book company, giving an exclusive theme park rights on the U.S. East Coast to the company's most popular superheroes. Well, they said there's going to, um, there's a rumor that we're going to have uh, an Avenger rail that they're going to wrap the monorail for the Avengers movie coming out. That I don't mind. That, I thought, looked really nice as it came through Epcot. And the few times I saw it, that it was actually on the Magic Kingdom beam. But if you're going to start putting Marvel characters in the... Or, you know, Marvel somethings in the park, that, to me, doesn't give me the warm fuzz. Like the keep whole, it, keep it Hollywood Studios, not in the Magic Kingdom. It's no, got to yeah. be appropriate. It's got to yeah. be appropriate to where they're placing them. And, you know, and they'll get around this thing with Universal by coming up with these... Secondary characters like John Carter and Eraser Hands and well, know, and I, I understand Tracy when when you say no, don't do it, don't do it. But I think they need to do more to attract and appeal to boys. I mean, everything is princess, princess, princess. Oh, definitely. And I really think that you know that that's I think that's the main reason Disney bought that brand. Are you tired of the pirates already? It's not that I'm even tired of the pirates. I'm not. I just don't think that the pirate aspect gets the same play as the princess aspect. They're coming up a little bit with Cars. Cars seems to be the next push to Mm -hmm. sort of make it more Mm boy-oriented. But, yeah, I mean, they bought Marvel for this reason. They're trying to diversify this brand, and it only makes sense to use what you bought, you know? And, I mean, there's some cool stuff out there. There's some. I'm looking forward to Avengers. I, I enjoy, I like enjoy Iron movie. Man. I think I love those movies. They're great. I agree. All right. That'll do it for the news. Wow. This is turning out to be a fast show. <laughs> We're a, I have a spa appointment on Incenses. <laughs> yeah. I have to get going. <laughs> I have a facial. All right. Then let's move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? I will. Teresa. No. No. She had her hand up first. I have my hand up over here. With one of several rapid fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> new Facebook game coming from Disney. Disney is launching a new social game called Disney Animal Kingdom Explorers on one of their Facebook pages. Like the title indicates, the game was inspired by the Animal Kingdom theme park and will showcase some familiar locations 
such as the Tree of Life. Players will develop their own wildlife nature preserve and fill it with exotic animals that they will then be responsible for. Explore beautiful settings such as the Rocky Mountains, the Amazon Rainforest, and the Australian Outback while you search for hidden objects. No release date for this game has... I think it sounds cool. Do you? I do. I need another game on, yeah, another Facebook game. I don't play. Right. There's there's enough Facebook games. That, that's what an employer, but you see, employer I, likes to hear. I don't <laughs> I need another Facebook game. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> play a lot of Facebook games, but that's one that I would check out and see. I think it's interesting. I mean, that's it's they're popular. The games are very popular. Yeah, so, Teresa, what are you really looking forward to on Facebook? The new Walking Dead game, right? Yeah, baby. No, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe walking through Disney that'd make it even better. Well, yeah, there are there are days I've been on Disney property where it's been like The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, it's when you hear me screaming, "Get the hell out of my way!" <laughs> okay, you're not moving fast enough. I have an attraction to get to. Don't you know who I am? Shut the hell up! <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Teresa. Kathy, what do you have? I have Walt Disney World announced that the sections of the Art of Animation Resort is going to open sooner than they had expected to open it up. I'm all booked. And the grand opening of the Finding Nemo Rooms is May 31st, 2012. The Cars area opens June the 18th. The Lion King area opens August the 10th. And the Little Mermaid area opens September 15th. I think. I'm booked for May 31st. I think this is going to be a very popular resort. I think so. I'm excited. I'm excited. Check it out. Thank you, Kathy. Walter David. <clears throat> There's a new dining option at Disney's Alani. Even though the resort just opened in August, Disney's already adding a new dining option at Alani. It's Mama's Snack Shop. will be open in June at the main pool area. The new location will offer quick service type foods such as hot dogs, chicken tenders, fries, cupcakes, and fruit. An interesting twist on sandwiches that is that the guests can choose the type of bread, sauce, and meat they want. Options include all beef hot dogs. Oh, good. <laughs> wow, they've reinvented the wheel, haven't they? <laughs> Hawaiian wiener dogs, Portuguese sausage, and even buffalo ranch chicken tender dog. What? <laughs> what? Chicken tender dog? Buffalo ranch chicken tender dog, yes. Buffalo ranch chicken tender dog. Correct. Okay. Mm. Disney said the restaurant is opening in response to guest comments that additional meal options were needed at the resort. I think they misunderstood we wanted good meal <laughs> options. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, anything <laughs> is better is than what they had. chicken tender dog? Even if they just sold Lunchables in the lobby, it would have been an improvement. Yeah, I, absolutely. I agree. I'd have been happy with chicken fingers while we were there. You know, sometimes you just want to go get something quick and sort of decent. Yes, but now you're going to have to decide. Yeah, but I don't want to go to Hawaii for chicken fingers. You know what I'm saying? Chicken tender dog now. Chicken tender dog The Buffalo Ranch chicken tender dog. Chicken dog burger. That doesn't even make a good acronym. All right. Thank you, Walter. John Majai. I don't have a rapid fire. You lazy. I am lazy. Shiftless. Tell me. Go on the spa. <laughs> All right. Getting a waxing. I have a rapid fire. <laughs> He's getting a Brazilian. <laughs> We're going to be filming that for the site. <laughs> what not to do on your vacation. <laughs> what to do when you have a caramel in your mouth. Uh, 
ABD has a new destination for 2013. They're going to Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos. Details haven't really been announced, but some of the itinerary, some of the events on the itinerary have started coming out, and it sounds like an exciting trip. Well, Walter has been talking about Asia for a while, and when we heard this, he kind of got excited. So we're going Just to... Just kind of. <laughs> no, I think it'll be... Really well, nice. as, as excited as Walter gets. Walter's pretty flat affect most of the time. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Walter's pretty what? <laughs> he has a pretty flat affect most of the time. Um, so we're going to... We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we want to go on the first one. We're going to book it as soon as it opens up. And uh, we're not going to do a group. We're not going to do a group thing. But if anybody wants to join us, the more the merrier. We'd love to get a little group together to go to Vietnam. The entertainment value of watching me eat that food will be worth <laughs> the cost of the trip. No, here's what I'm looking forward to. I might go on this trip just to watch Pete pick rice out of the rice field. <laughs> this is you plant. Harvest right. and then cook your own rice. This is actually part of the itinerary. They talked about this at the on the cruise of the Earmark conference, and they showed people up to their knees in mud, mud <laughs> planting and harvesting rice. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be doing that? I think we could make an indie film and send it to Sundance. I think that that would go viral. Is what that would do. <laughs> it looks they, they, well. You know what was what was funny was uh, we were talking. Um, uh, to one of the adventure guides who I happen to know who's traveled with me before who was on the ship. And uh, I said, yeah, Walter and I are thinking about, about doing it. She's like, okay, knowing how you are with food, bring snacks. <laughs> bring snacks. Um, and the soundtrack to Miss Saigon. No, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> no that was going through my head. It was going through my head already, but... And on the way home, you all get on a helicopter and flee Hanoi. <laughs> I have a lot of jokes I just can't tell, unfortunately. <laughs> There's a lot that went through my head. I can only imagine. Oh, please. No, they I were mean, funny. They didn't all go through his head? <laughs> really, some came no, out of my came mouth. Out all, these came out all weekend. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know he, like I said, he's really been dying to do something exotic like that. And so, yeah. We'll, uh, Going to see the temple sounds really amazing. It's it's such I, an exotic I, I, location that it really intrigues it, me. It, it's one of those places where you just never thought you'd go. Right, right. Um, and because so, there's not a Diz boards for Laos. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but it, I, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'd be a really cool one of those you know once in a lifetime type trips, and uh, and they always do such a spectacular job. But someplace that exotic. I think they really outdo themselves. For yeah, I, yeah, I. It because it's adventures by Disney. Any other circumstance, any other company, any other product, absolutely not. You would not get me into Vietnam. I was just gonna say that's the only way I would go. Only because it's adventures by Disney will I do it. Yeah. Um, and I kind of have going- a list of places that we want to go to because we thought we would never get there. But kind of now, as we've experienced the umbrella of adventures by Disney, we've created this list. Oh, I would go there with adventures by Disney. Or I would do that with Adventures by Disney, but I wouldn't do it on my own. Right. So, right, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of going above and beyond, I just want to also mention that we have a trip coming in, up in October. Our London and Paris uh, City of Nights and Lights adventure. We still have spaces available for folks. And uh, the big finale to that trip is Halloween in 
Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. And if you want to know what I look like in drag, you have to come on this trip because I will do full drag for the <laughs> costume party. Let's dress you up like M. Butterfly in anticipation of your <laughs> Vietnam <laughs> <Laos> trip. trip. <laughs> full drag. Full drag. But we need at least, what, 10 more people. For you to go and drag. For me to go and drag, we need at least 10 more people. I think we should set the bar at 30. We have to have at least 30 people on our trip. To and we have 16 now, so. Right. So 10 is only 26. It's okay. I can, I can, I'll do it for 26. 30 is great, but. You know. I think you should work from the floor up. You'll do stockings at 20. <laughs> <laughs> Six inch peak toe. Okay, now we're just scaring people away. Yeah, right. <laughs> ah! All right, thank you, Kevin. Top that, Corey. Oh, not even close. Um, I'm uploading photos of the Disney Fantasy as we speak. Um, right now, there's about 450. Probably have another 150 to upload, but check them out. I have shared the video from Animator's Palette with anybody who will listen to me. <laughs> I Don't talk about that. I'm not going to talk about it, but I just want to say, if you have a chance to check out that video, it's incredible. It is incredible, and what they did, in that, we'll talk about it a little bit more right. during that segment, but... What they did with that was just, I, it took me by surprise. You know, yeah, me I, too. I've been, you know, I've been at this a long time. And for Disney to surprise me, um, I didn't think would happen in Animator's Palette, at least. I figured there's going to be some hokey thing like they always do. You know, waiters are going to come out like with sparklers and <laughs> <laughs> flags of other nations and, you know, sing a song, but mostly about America. Um, <laughs> and. Um, and they didn't. They what they? I, I I was just stunned, stunned and blown blown away by what they did. You've got to, got to, got to see this video. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page as well, along with everything else. And that the we pictures are. are fantastic. Corey's pictures are unbelievable. I mean, he's su- he, I, he's he's it's a beautiful really, ship. Yeah. But you've turned into a phenomenal photographer. You really <laughs> have. I've been told I was. I'm a little jaded and a little hard to impress. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I, was I meant po- it with love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she picks up a rock and goes, oh, isn't this pretty? <laughs> you think? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and she gets all fatutzed because she didn't think it was the most beautiful rock she's ever Jaded seen. and bitter. <laughs> I was blown away by Animator's Palette. Blown away. And I did not like the Animator's Palette on the Dream. Yeah, I it, wasn't. it was chaotic and loud and annoying. It was too intrusive when you're trying right. to eat. Because he never stops this, talking. I, and I think this is going to appeal to every age. Yep. Yes. I don't care how old you are. Or how young you are. Corey said, we were having a minor discussion about it, and Corey said, my toddlers would be very interested in this for certain reasons. And I think to myself, people my age are going to be interested in it for an entirely different set of reasons. So I think it really does span the age gap. It's not a kid's show, or it's not too adult for adults. It's something only Disney could do. It's something only Disney could do. You have got to see the video. Um, absolutely awesome. We're going to be talking about this more, like I said, in our, uh, uh, during our coverage of the, of the Disney fantasy. But, uh, yeah, awesome. All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire. I would also uh, like to do uh, talk about a couple of the top... Threads on disboards.com last week. Uh, we're not going to do ten of them. I just picked three that I thought were 
were interesting, uh, all in the top five. Um, the first one I want to talk about is on the cruise board. Really great, informative post from um, Peace Frog Dog. Okay. Um, perceptions of the first DCL cruise from a Royal Caribbean cruiser. Someone who has done many Royal Caribbean cruises just did their first Disney cruise. And she gives out, I mean, the most really I mean, phenomenal information comparing her experiences on, on DCL with her experiences on Royal Caribbean. And basically what it comes down to is she do both again. Um, and that, you know, she found certain things on DCL that uh, were standouts for her, Palo, uh, the staterooms and the kids' clubs. And on uh, Royal Caribbean, uh, looking at the Allure of the Seas, which is one of their Oasis-class ships, and uh, Freedom of the Seas, which is a Freedom-class ship, um, activities for adults and teens, in particular the Flow Rider, which is like a surfing simulator on the back of the ship. Um, Zones to have quiet family time, uh, like Central Park, which is on the Oasis and the Allure. Uh, 150 Central Park and the Park Cafe, which are dining uh, locations on those ships as well. And, uh, you know, I found this particularly interesting because uh, I just went on a Royal Caribbean cruise a few weeks ago for the first time in about eight years. And was kind of running, but I was on a Voyager-class ship, which is, you know... It goes Voyager, Freedom, Oasis. And uh, so uh, the last time I'd been on a Voyager-class ship was right after they were launched in you know the early 2000s. What's the difference in the classes? I mean, you, you're saying size, 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 it's all size. size. Yeah, things like restaurants and major... Uh, the, every time they build a bigger ship, they put on cooler things. Like uh, Pete said, they jumped to the Freedom class. Those had those wave runners. The Flow riders. Flow riders, wave runner. The full rider, which you pulled is the, along behind the bench, exactly, which is the surfing machine. So, and then they do rock walls. They just keep upping their game with each. Okay, yeah. ship. but they're not getting rid of the smaller ships. They're just making different. Well, um, they are actually uh, getting rid of their. Um, uh, I think it's the sovereign class right. um, is pretty much going away, and uh, they're older ships. They're, you know, even though I mean the Monarch of the Seas, which does three and four night itineraries out of Port Canaveral. Just underwent like a twenty million dollar makeover, but uh, uh, we are, we're hearing rumors that uh, they're selling it. It's you know, it's all over the internet. I mean, I don't think it's a rumor. They've yeah. already said who's buying it. That they're 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 selling it. Who's buying it? Disney. It's going to be the new no. the next new Disney <laughs> ship. Surprise! It's some Spanish cruise company because I know it's going to Spain. Wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. But what's interesting? One of the things we 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 learned was that. Uh, you know, a hallmark on all the Royal Caribbean ships uh, is the Viking Crown Lounge yeah. at the very oh, yeah. top. It's the, you, you oh, see man. it on every Royal Caribbean ship. It's that round, you know, area, glass area it's on huge. the top of the ship. Beautiful, beautiful place to sit. And, you know, it's a 360-degree panorama. They say when they sell these ships to other companies, they cut that off. It's a signature thing. That is a it's signature like- thing for Royal Caribbean. No other company is allowed to use it. Do people just like fall out of the hole? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly. The elevators open up and well. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what surprised me about the experience on the Voyager was how good the service was. 
I was stunned. You know, on on average, when you're comparing apples to apples with Royal Caribbean, they're about thirty percent cheaper than Disney. If you compare the Fantasy to the Oasis, for example, um, while they're very different styles of ship, um, you know, the Oasis is the largest, newest ship in their fleet. The Fantasy is the largest, newest ship in the in the Disney fleet, um, and the price points are about thirty percent, thirty three percent lower on Royal Caribbean. Which makes it an interesting option, or, or at least a, va- a viable option for people who, you know, look at DCL. And while DCL is fantastic, they are very expensive. They're very expensive, and thirty percent could, you know, could mean the difference to somebody between sailing and not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, looking at this and reading this, I was, you know, I, I thought it was great. It's a phenomenal post. Um, something I want to make sure we keep handy because we we hear people ask the question all the time about Disney versus Royal Caribbean it comes up on our boards every so often. And uh, I think Peace Frog Dog deserves uh, a kudos for, I mean, she spent a lot of time, I'm assuming it's a she, it could be a he, but this person spent a great deal of time putting together this information. It's very fair, very bi- unbiased. Um, and, uh, you know, awesome information for anybody who's considering maybe, you know, a different cruise line. And, uh, you know, Royal, Royal Caribbean definitely, you know, I found myself walking around the Voyager going, it's nice, it ain't Disney. It's nice, it ain't Disney. It's nice, it ain't Disney. Um, you know, the staterooms were older and smaller. Um, there are some cool aspects of the, in the public areas that I like on the Royal ships. The Royal ships have a casino as opposed to Disney. Um, on the Royal Caribbean ships, the buffet is open every night. Yes. And so the, there's a dining option that Disney doesn't offer. Yeah, I like Correct. that. And not only that, but I'm going to tell you, the buffet on that ship, on the Voyager, virtually every time we ate there, the food was outstanding. There's also so many options when Disney was trying to do that on the Magic and the Wonder and keeping um, Beach Blanket Bingo or whatever the heck it is, <laughs> keeping that <Beach> open. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that from the was up there doing stuff. It was a very limited choice. So it wasn't exactly, you know. It wasn't you, really even a buffet. You no, walked right. through and picked out some of your stuff and then pointed to the entree they wanted, you wanted and they brought it to you. Yeah. But the Royal Caribbean ones, it's a huge. And there's things like they'll make a steak for you then and there. They'll make a chicken breast for you. This, Walter loved the sushi. Walter was just digging the sushi. One of the things that we really enjoy about it is on the Disney ships, dinner is an event. It's a multi-hour event. Go back to your room and change. Go to dinner. And dinner lasts a long time. We like the idea that if you, especially on a port day, if you've been out, you know, visiting a foreign city, that you come back on this ship and you eat when you're hungry and you can eat in your shorts and your t-shirt. Right. As opposed to the whole process of getting ready for dinner and going and sitting down. Although if you choose to dine in the main dining room on a Royal Caribbean ship, they are... Very particular about the dress code. We saw them turn oh, yeah. people away in the main dining room. Yes. Oh, yes, wow. I was surprised at how many people on the Disney ship were there in shorts and t-shirts and allowed turning to people it. away without wearing shorts or shorts, flip flops, bathing uh, suits, it, um, ball caps. Dress jeans are allowed though, um, as long as they're not ripped. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, well, someone had on shorts, and I guess shorts and flip flops. They were decent looking shorts, but they they stopped them and said, "We no. just got information. We're going on a Norwegian cruise line, also." And there was a whole page in the the booklet they send you about dress code. Bermuda shorts are okay. 
in the dining room as long as you wear long socks. I mean, it was this particular. But the one thing they told you. Oh, what do you mean? You had to have. Crime. Yeah, really. Tall, tall well, that's, socks that's to go actually, with It's low actually shorts? the style when you're going to Bermuda. Long oh. shorts with uh, almost knee socks are what's in style there. Or were at one time. I don't know if they still are. But the thing they told you was your jeans could not ride lower than your hips. Thank and God for that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that thing where if I can see your boxer shorts, your jeans are too low. Yeah. So they were very, very insistent on what was and wasn't appropriate. Now, the latitude they offered you was wide, but you still, there were things that they said no to. See, our celebrity cruise, the dress code was ship wide. So if you wanted to hang out in the main dining room, you had to be in that dress code, right. which was nice. I mean, you're sailing the, the med, but we weren't prepared for that. I mean, heard every that night was, yeah. you had to get dressed up. So we'll have a link uh, to this thread and the other ones we're going to discuss in a moment uh, on the show notes page. But again, I thought it was an it was a great thread, and uh, I know a few people have asked um, if we pl- if Walter and I plan on doing a review of our Royal Caribbean experience, and we're considering it. If enough people want to hear it, you know, we can sit down and do a, a review of it, um, and you know, share our, our thoughts on it. We'll 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 think about it. Okay. Um, the next post uh, on the list comes from Sideshow Bob, who is also Randall from the Swan Dolphin, one of our good friends. He had uh, had a chance to do a preview cruise on the Fantasy before ours, and he posted a ton of information and pictures from around the ship. And uh, clearly, a lot of people liked it because it's the number two, it was the number two post on the boards last week, and. Uh, if you don't know Randall, he is just an awesome guy. We've been working with Randall and the Swan Dolphin now for, well, pretty much 15 years. Um, Swan Dolphin was the first company to approach us just months after I launched the Diz, before we were taking advertising, before we were doing any of that stuff. They had approached us about working together with Swan Dolphin and Randall for many, many years. He's an awesome guy, awesome guy, and I was, you know, really thrilled to see that he was sharing his experience on uh, on the fantasy. So that's uh, that's the number two post, and the number one post from last week is flame bait. If I've ever seen flame bait on the boards, uh, coming on from the budget board, what budget? Why worry? How do people do it? This is from. C sharp W V, and are you I'll, speaking English? What was it about? I, I missed. Hold on a second. You're going to hear what it's about. Hold on a second. And he writes, "Okay, I don't often feel the need to vent semi-anonymously. However, it's been building up for almost a year. My wife and I are responsible people. We each have retirement accounts. We have a savings account. We have a checking account, and our bills are paid on time. In short, we take care of our obligations." And we know our obligations. We do not live out. Uh, we do not live from payday to payday. You can see where this is going. In light of that, I am so tired of hearing about how bad some people have it. Yet they make expenditures that we, my wife and I, could not afford to, and they make financial decisions that will, just as a reasonable person could reasonably predict, uh, make them short when it comes time to take care of their financial obligations in the middle or the end of the month. I see people that have started taking public assistance when they spend countless dollars a month on totally wasteful and impractical purchases. Uh, I see these people making decisions 
Their kids see them making decisions. So it's safe to assume that their kids will make those same decisions. It's a vicious cycle. Um, I'm not going to read the entire thing. It's a little. It, it's quite. It's quite a bit long. But you see where where this is going. Um, and uh, as of right now, this thread is twelve pages long. Um, and it has. I'm sure it gets pretty heated. It it it, it gets into. Uh, you know, if the government allowed banks to go hogwild with derivatives, faulty mortgages, and bundling with phony bank sheets that caused the collapse. Um, so it's kind of going into this whole... Oh, it's going into more political uh, banking issues as opposed to personal issues that he was trying to point out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the argument now going back and forth... Uh, you know, it's getting political. It's getting political, which is means it's going to be closed very, very soon. <laughs> By um, the time this podcast goes but, live. But, you know, going to his original point, it's not that I disagree with him, per se, on his point. I just think it's none of his damn business. I was just going to say, I don't have the energy to watch what other people spend and buy. What does it matter? You know, I just, I, I think some of these posts come across as, you know, we're perfect, right. and you're not, and we're better than you are. And that's kind of how that reads to me. Well, it's basically that, what he said. We do everything right, and you're doing everything wrong. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fine to make the observation. But the fact of the matter is it's none of your business. It's none of your business how somebody else manages their money. And, you know, of course, you know, the, the argument, well, if they're going on public assistance, then it's my tax dollars, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of things your tax dollars are wasted on. Far worse and far more than public assistance. Uh, public assistance is by no means uh, the largest chunk of the of, of the budget uh, of a state budget, anyway. Um, Do you know anybody who's on public assistance who you can watch what they're spending? I, I don't know anybody on public assistance that I'd want to know. Right. It's none of my business. It's such a weird thing to say. All these people are getting public, assistance and I can see what they're spending on. How? I don't know. Well, I sense. think because on the budget board, you you hear people talk about you know, you know the the reason the budget board was created was for people who needed to uh, you know save money and help pay for their trips. But there was also a thread a couple of weeks ago. A person wrote and wanted to know if any of the restaurants or shops. On Disney property accepted food stamp cards. That didn't last long. I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure it didn't. And you know, sometimes I wonder if posts like that are put there just right, to, start to the troll, right. or if it's legitimate. And I'm not saying that post was or wasn't legitimate, but or or even this one. Like I said, you know, he's entitled to his opinion. I don't, and I don't necessarily disagree with his opinion. I'm just saying it is none of my business. It's none of his business. I think. Anybody before they go to judge and that person too, they need to walk a mile in whoever's absolutely you know, shoes. Because I used to be a cashier and you used to get people that were on food stamps, and you know you, there there would be times that you you would think about, oh, geez, these people are doing this until you started to talk to them and they explained what their situation was, and it's like thank goodness that food stamps or whatever. Is there for them, so you can't just be on your little mountain and say, "Hey, I pay all my bills, and how come you can't?" There's also like this happens quite a bit on the boards too. 
I don't understand how people can afford a Disney vacation every year or more than once a year. You don't know what a person's doing. There are people who are scrimping and saving for that, and that's the only thing they have, and it's the only entertainment they do, and it's what their money goes to. I can, I can speak to that because when I lived in Pittsburgh and I was a single parent, we decided that you know Disney was where we wanted to spend our money. And so we didn't stay at the best place, and we didn't have all the table service meals that a lot of people have. But we came to Disney, and we had a great time. And my kids don't remember necessarily that we ate at this restaurant or did that. But through the year, instead of going to the movies or taking little vacations, we saved our money. And the kids even put in like their allowance and did different things so that we could come to Disney. I talk a lot about my childhood growing up. I've been coming here since 1971, and we stayed at Disney Resorts the first couple of years. But I can go back and show you that it was $35 a night. Right. As Disney Resorts got more and more expensive, we stayed off property. We didn't come to Florida less. We just came to Florida differently. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't fly down. We drove down. We ate in hotels or condos. We ate before we went. We left property. I can remember sitting in the parking lot at theme parks with our lunch in the car Mm -hmm. and sitting in the parking lot and having a trunk picnic. And looking back, that didn't hurt me. I I mean, it certainly didn't make... It was no worse for me. I mean, you know, when you're charging 6 or $7 for a hot dog in Casey's, I think I'd rather have what I could eat out of the trunk of my car. Right. I always remember when you said you had that one bad year. I think there was a lot of surgeries or whatever. And your family decided a Disney vacation was what you needed to make the family better. My father, my brother, and I had all had surgery within a couple of months from each other. My mom mom decided she was going to borrow money. She and my dad borrowed money from a credit union. And she said, you know, she had come through a year where she wasn't sure any of us were going to make it. And she didn't care what happened. She was going to take her kids to Disney World. And these are all, you know, these are all legitimate personal decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, You know, my father had a great saying. Uh, one of many, um, but don't compare your insides to somebody else's outsides. Right. You don't know, you know, you can look at somebody and think, you know, their situation and then compare that to yours and make judgments, but you don't. And this is goes to what Kathy was just saying about walking a mile in somebody's shoes. Um, you know, we should all be free to make whatever choices we mm-hmm. choose to make and, you know, not necessarily have people, you know, criticizing our, our our choices of how we spend our money. Um, whether our bills are paid or not is none of your business. Whether we are good at managing our money is none of your business. Whether we choose memories at Disney over a new car or mm-hmm. new furniture. Is or even business. if you choose memories over Disney over paying your visa bill. That's none of your business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, that person making that choice is going to have to live with those consequences. I can say, you know, I said after my husband died, you know, and and that sounds like, well, I know somebody who lost their husband. You don't know what my story was. And we did, I did what I thought was right for my kids or what my kids needed at the time. And I said the first time that we came and it was after their dad had died and they got to see Magic Kingdom and I got to see my kids go back to being kids in that moment. That was priceless, and that was one of our you know, vacations. We didn't spend a lot, but I have priceless memories that I wouldn't give up for anything. I think there's another side to this also. These are kind of private. I mean, mm-hmm. I've talked about that situation because we do this here. Mm-hmm. I didn't go on the boards and tell people right. about our parking lot picnics and then ask for, you know, 
any kind of feedback on it, I think there are things you keep private. So if you've listed in your signature that you've traveled every day to, you know, stayed at the Grand Floridian every year since it's opened, and now you're asking how do you apply for a food stamps card, that right there tells people it's like you've now set up You've shot up your own red flares, you know right. what I mean? And, and, and you know, you, if you're going, by the same token, if you're going to share that information and you're put that out judged. on the boards, people are going to comment, and you have to expect that. You know, for as much as it drives me crazy when people stick their nose when it, where it doesn't belong on the boards, when people put stuff out there like that and then expect that no one's going to comment negatively, that's unrealistic. If you just right. kept your mouth shut, no one would have said anything bad. About exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Did, this, did this original post have anything to do with Disney at all, or was it just his general nothing? His general feeling about how people were spending their money. <laughs> it was just well. I think you know whether you know whether he's specifically talking about Disney or not. I mean, the yeah. assumption is that he's seeing this, you know, play out on the budget board because it does play out on the budget board. And he's been seeing it for a year, and, you know, he felt the need to vent, which, like I said, perfectly legitimate. And, you know, it's, like not, it's not even that I don't – that I disagree with him because I don't. It's just none of your damn business. You, you talked about your father having a saying. My grandmother used to say to us all the time, clean your own house. Don't worry about my house. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Is it judgmental that I'm very jealous of all the time he has? <laughs> to watch other people and what they're spending <laughs> and post this big long post. I'm going to post that judgmental because I'm very jealous. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, one of those interesting posts that come up on the boards all the time, seemingly. Every five minutes. <laughs> um, while we are on the topic of the boards, let me address again uh, the issue with the speed of the boards. We are not unaware of it, uh, clearly. I'm going to explain again to those who care what happened. The hosting company that we are currently with, we were up for new servers the middle of last year. Um, We needed to expand our server farm, which required new technology um, and a change to how we normally maintain and manage our servers. Uh, There were a series of problems with the hosting company that they kept screwing up. And these problems went on for five months before we finally decided that we had to look at other alternatives. We have looked at other alternatives. We have a plan in place. That plan is in the process of being executed. And we should be on the other side of this problem within the next 30 days, Uh, barring any, God forbid, other complications. I apologize profusely that the boards are slow. Uh, it is clearly not what I want. It is clearly not what we want. We don't want our boards to be running sluggish. We don't want it to take a long time for posts to load. Um, and for the people who mention it and question us about it, you know, your feedback is very important. We appreciate it. We've heard it. We're acting on it. For the people who are getting nasty about it, you don't pay to come to these boards. Everything 
on these sites is provided to you free of charge. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to do anything. Now, we try everything we can to keep them running well. We spend a lot of money and pay a lot of people to help keep all of it running well. And I apologize and I understand your frustration. But when you cross the line into getting nasty, my attitude is go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. The boards will run a little faster if you're not on them. And that is for the people who get nasty about it. Not the people who have just commented or complained about it and said, look, you know, what's going on? That's fine. It's the people who are making sport out of being nasty about it. And there are, there's a, a lot of them. Yeah. <gasps> Name names. Even on Facebook. Tell us. That'd be great. And I think those of you who listen to the podcast and then visit other parts of the board where this is happening, I think you should point them to the podcast. <laughs> so that Special we can explain it to them. <laughs> just for you. Maybe they didn't get the memo. We can set them straight. So that is what is going on with the boards. We thank you for your patience and promise that the end is in sight. We will have nice, brand new, shiny servers with all sorts of cool technology on them very, very soon. They're in the process of being set up now. This is not a mat. It's not like buying a PC for your living room. This, the, these boards require the, the software that we use for these boards was not made to handle the volume that we put through it. We've had to make a lot of changes and a lot of adjustments and a lot of ad- adaptations to the, so- the software and the servers in order for these to run. So we're doing our very best. And like I said, within by the end of April, if all goes according to plan, we should be fine. So thank you for your patience. And the rest of you, just rewind and listen to what I said. <laughs> And that will do it for this part of our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. 